from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we're on the phone for the fans of Bleed Blue Show, Nickelbacker Avenue Fan Forum, January Hoops episode. First two-thirds of this episode, covering our squad, the Knicks, and then the uh, last third, rest of the NBA. So the last 20 minutes of this episode, we'll get to the rest of the league. First 40 minutes, our squad, uh, back-to-back losses at home versus the Hornets versus the uh, the Timberwolves, back-to-back nights. You had a win Saturday on the road versus the Hawks. But it's an up-and-down, up-and-down team, uh, last place in the division. Um, it was going to be a tough stretch when you look at as far as no Derrick Rose, and I think that's kind of the key in all this. Not to say he's the end-all, be-all, but he's the stabilizer of the second unit as far as point guard play, and that's what the Knicks definitely need. It's, it's quite apparent that they can't get the job done uh, uh, as far as the point guard. You only could but do so much, and – they don't have it, you know, night in and night out for 48 minutes. It looked like the Timberwolves had the better energy for a majority of that game. The Knicks played better in the third quarter. They actually had a little bit of a gap in the fourth quarter, and then they allowed the Timberwolves to come back and take the lead and win the game. Knicks can't hit free throws. Knicks turn over the ball too much. R.J. Barrett had a sloppy game uh, with turnovers. I think he had seven or eight last night, at least seven from the last time I remember. Um, before we get to the Knicks, and we'll, we'll talk Knicks uh, varsity squad. I was watching um, a little bit of the um, uh, the junior varsity Knicks, the Westchester Knicks. They were up like 30 points because I was watching a lot of Deuce McBride and uh, Jericho Sims in that game, the game in Bridgeport. Uh, they were beating up on the main Celtics, and uh, Deuce McBride's averaging 29 in the uh, Westchester Knicks. I don't know if Knicks fans realize that or not. He's playing very well, build, building up his confidence. But he didn't even have a good game today. It was actually Jericho Sims. He was just a, a man among young boys out there, just a true beast inside uh, in the paint. So I just wanted to give Knicks fans here on this episode, like, hey, the Westchester Knicks, if you're not watching the Knicks, you know, you want to see the development of Jericho Sims and uh, Miles McBride, uh, check out the Westchester Knicks from time to time, man. Um, so I was watching a little bit about that before this episode. Let's, let's talk Knicks, man. Dominic, first 40 minutes, Knicks, rest of the league, uh, the rest of the way, man. Let's talk about this, man. And how's everything, sir? Um, man, that Timberwolves game, that was disappointing. I could live with the Hornets loss, believe it or not, Dom, because I knew we had the back-to-back home games. But the Hornets are a good team, so I, I don't even think we're bit better than the Hornets, so I'm not mad at that game. Miles Bridges <laughs> just goes to show, man, we should have drafted him, like you said. And he destroyed the Knicks on MLK Day. But but the back-to-back losses, the way we lost to the Timberwolves, that's kind of – that's a little defeated. What's your thoughts, bro? How's everything? Let's talk Knicks. Let's talk NBA, man. Good evening, Steven. The, Good evening. The Hornets, the Hornets and the T-Wolves. At this point right now, both of them are probably better than this. At least they have a foundation. You know, they have three guys that could actually get you buckets. This is the problem with the Knicks. When you look at the numbers, Steve, it's about pace and scoring. And the Knicks are at the bottom of the heat in both those categories. Charlotte is second. 
So, again, you know, me watching the Hornets all the time, I, I knew they was going to beat the Knicks. And some Knicks fans took solace out of, well, we held them to 97. Yeah. They blew us out, so they just coasted to a win. Come on. There ain't no moral victory in that. But the Hornets are a good team. And you know what? If I'm not mistaken, Steve, the T-Wolves might have the same record as the Knicks. Not mistaken. Nope. It's, they're at 500. We're a game under 500. So, again, we, we talked about this. Remember, we can't mm-hmm. go into games thinking, you know, we have the upper hand. They might be playing down to us. This <laughs> is the way we're playing. But that being said, I don't want to get winded if somebody else is on the line. They, they got yeah, problems. yeah, we got to talk about this because we talked. We didn't talk about the trade. We'll talk about that when you come back around and what, how you feel about that trade with Cam Reddish because that was the day after the last time we were on here. But uh, but you know, Dom, uh, we have. I, I know we have issues. It's a matter of could we weather the storm with the issues to get into the playing at least. I don't yeah. think so, man. I, I don't know, man. At, at, um, where, where, where we're at right now, Steve, today, I could probably say no. Yeah. In yeah. all honesty, because Boston's playing better. Uh, the Wizards are hanging around. I mean, they're not lighting up the league, but they're hanging around. We're, we're just too inconsistent, Steve, at too many aspects of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I'll get into that because I joined this uh, a friend of mine on Twitter invited me to this new Twitter space thing. It's this live chat. And, again, you got to always take into consideration people's ages, you know, and that, these guys. It's this guy. It's that guy. It's this guy. It's that guy. And when, when you tell me all that, that tells me it's a team. Stop pitting one player against another. It's a whole team that's just – in disarray right now. You could pick one player and say, well, he did this, he did that, he's not doing this. But when you go down the line, <laughs> that's five or six plays you just mentioned. So that leads me to believe it's a team thing. That, I don't know, Steve, it's looking grim since last week, believe me, even after the win with Atlanta. I mean, I thought that would be, uh, I'll get into the numbers later, because that's scary. Okay. All right, cool. Let's see. Who's this? Uh, 7950. Um, I'm going to talk Knicks for the first two thirds of this episode, the rest of the league, and the uh, last third of the episode. But uh, uh, who's this, man? What's going on, man? Yeah. It's Brutus, man. Brutus! What's up, man? Man, shoot. What the hell is going on with your Knicks? Oh, no. What's going on with your Knicks, man? What's going on with them, man? It's just, just too much, man, right now. It's, uh, I think it has uh, so much to do with Derrick Rose being out. Um, yep. You know, just way inconsistent play. Um, RJ was thinking, I guess he was on his way to being the star, so now he wants to handle the ball all the time and turn it over five, six times a game. I, I don't I don't know what's going on with these guys. Uh, Burks wants to be a superstar last night, and uh, you know, and uh, it, it call itself the uh, you know the star of the game or whatever, you know, to save the game, and he uh, takes an ill-advised you know shot. He really should have passed that off. It could have went bang bang from him to Kemba to uh, 
RJ, and RJ would have had a clear shot. Uh, doesn't mean we would have made it, but it would have been a clearer shot than what uh, Burks took. So you know we got a we got a lot going on. We're gonna have to incorporate Cam once he comes in. Uh, this is not gonna be an easy fix going going down the stretch. Yeah, uh, Burks had a great look at the end. I mean, the lo- losing that lead, um, I know it was an unfortunate call, but it was the right call when Julius got fouled when he found uh, Burks in the corner and made that three. But Julius, uh, yeah. they, you know, they called the foul rightfully. So, Knicks can't hit free throws, problem number one. Problem number two is the turnovers. I mean, they oh, were real sloppy. But that goes to what you're saying. Like I said it like right before you came on, Derrick Rose is truly missed. The stabilization of the point guard position, and we have so many turnovers. It's sloppy basketball, and the RJ Barrett thing. You know, I hate to sound like a ragged on because that's my guy. Like I, I support RJ Barrett because remember, just last week, Dom, oh, I love I'm go back to you. Yeah, Dom, just last week because when RJ was on that scoring streak, and I said that's not the real RJ Barrett. So a lot of Knicks fans was really harping on this scoring streak like he was George Gervin. Like, hey, man, he's going to come back down to earth. And I said the question last week, Dom, and you can run the numbers. When RJ falls off, because he's going to fall off, because this is who he is, because he's not a 30-point guy. He's had a hot streak. He's not a 30-point game guy. Who is going to pick up the slack? That was my question. And that is your answer to what happened in the Hornet game. And that is your answer to what happened in the game Tuesday versus the Timberwolves. Uh, Dom, can five teams make it into the playoffs from one division? I say hell no. So how do we get no. out of this? How do we fix this, Dom? First and foremost, when and, and me and you have had these conversations, Steve, about R.J. Barrett. But here's the alarming thing. When you take away that streak he went on, even with that streak, guys, Every one of his numbers are down. Points, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, three-throw percentage, every number is down. But see, this is how I started, Steve. When you get these zombies on Twitter and social media that want to pit one guy against the other, but you're not looking at the numbers. You take away that streak he had, and his numbers are even more horrific. Now, again, we got to pump our brakes because of his age, but if somebody thinks he's Willis Reed coming out the tunnel, no knock against R.J. Barrett. If we could sit here and say Julius Randle is not a number one, how the hell are we going to say R.J. Barrett's a number one? First of all, both of them clowns, all they do is go left. Sooner or later, the better teams you play, they're going to stop that nonsense. They're actually going to stop it. So when he has his little streak, that's not a totality, guys. Somebody pull up his numbers in case you think I'm lying. Every one of his numbers are down, and his turnovers are up. Or is he reading the newspaper clippings? You know, I'm the guy. I hope not. He's still young. But to your point, Steve, no. Ain't, ain't no five teams in one, in one division making the playoffs. No. I'm, I'm shocked at uh, Boston. They've actually, I ain't going to say they turned the corner, but I'll tell you this, they're playing better than the Knicks at this point in time. I mean, they got their hands full with the Hornets tonight, but that's a subject for another day because, believe it or not, the Hornets are pretty good, guys. Again, I get to see them all the time. 
I've been harping on Miles Bridges for I don't know how long. Get the, the MLK game was on what ESPN. Everybody got a chance to see him. They're on ESPN again tonight. Everybody's getting a chance to see this kid. He's the opposite of R.J. Barrett. His numbers have improved every year. And he was once known as just a leaper. Oh, he could jump out the gym. Yeah, okay. Now he's hitting threes. Now he's taking it to the basket. He was always a good defensive player. So, I mean, it is what it is, guys. But as far as what you said, Steve, no. That 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 ain't gonna happen. No, no. You're talking Brooklyn, Philly, Toronto, Boston, New York. And right now, all of them are at least in the play in except the Knicks. So are the Knicks better than Toronto? Are they better than Philly? Are they better no. than Brooklyn? No. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, when you, not right when you now. really not right look now. at it. No, exactly. When you look at it bare knuckles. And the mm-hmm. weird thing is because the East is so topsy-turvy, the Knicks are only four games out of the sixth seed. Four games. As shitty as they've been playing, they're only four games out. Of the sixth seed, not the playing, the sixth seed. With the injuries we've had, with the inconsistent play, they're four games out of the six seed, guys. Can they get there? It, it's looking gloomy. We we got to see what happens when Derrick Rose comes back. Kemba Walker is still the elephant in the room. You know, he's he's the new version of Luther Vandross, if only for one night. I'll give you what I can, <laughs> if only for one night. But <laughs> that being said, we don't, we don't need Luther. We need a point guard. <laughs> Let's just be honest, guys. We're all Nick fans. We're all grown men. We all see the same games. Do, do y'all know that Kemba Walker in the last three seasons has not played a half a season? In three years. Wow. In three years. Yeah, and he's already missed 24, 26 games this year. Really? Come on. Again. Right. Before I go, I'll let Brew talk. It's time, Steve. And again, Brutus is just back with us. But I've been hopping on this forever. TikTok, TikTok, well, hey, Leon Rose, your ass is on the clock. That, that's what I was going to tell you. That's what I was going to ask you. Before we go to Brutus, you? let me ask you, what is the move? Are we going? Do we have another move to make a deal for Hold on, Brutus. Hold on, hold on Brutus. I, let me go to Don real quick. I'll right. come back to you. So, Don, yeah, real yeah. quick, do we have another move? for a guard, or just another move in general for the Knicks? And number two, what are your thoughts on the Cam Reddish move? I didn't get your thoughts on that. Cam Reddish, good move. They got to find a spot for him. Because let's not forget, guys, I keep saying this too, Steve. Me and you have been doing this a minute. Let's not forget, Cam Reddish was the shooter on that Duke team, not R.J. Barrett. Right. I was going to try to pull another Nostradamus out my hat, Steve, and if I was running the Knicks, on the low, for the money, for his age, the team he's on, I'd be putting some picks together to get Kevin Porter Jr. You got a, you got two years, year and a half, two years, to see if this guy mm-hmm. is who a lot of people say he is, and you're not spending an exorbitant amount of money. You try to get Brogdon, Brunson, 
uh, who's the kid from OKC? The, the hundred names. Mm-hmm. Gilchrist, Alexander, the Aaron Fox. You know, you're talking shitloads of money, you know, and you yeah. still, if these if these guys we have are worth a nickel on a quarter, what are you going to do when their contract's up? I could care less about Mitchell Robinson. I heard people arguing that. I would never trade Mitchell Robinson for Miles Turner. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson. Man, I would love that. Miles Turner is Mitchell Robinson on two sets of steroids. No. That would be a steal for the Knicks. Because, first of all, yes, Robinson's would. contract is expiring. But if I had a chance to get a point guard guy, it's just me. Because I like his age. I like his upside. He's averaging about 15 and 6.5 a night on a shitty team. Now, people will bring up he had problems before. But look at the teams he was on that he had problems with. You know, come on, man. Turn on. You know, the, the, Turn on. Yeah, the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets have had – what they they sat out the whole first portion of the season, and and you're coming to work every day dealing with that. I don't know. I'm just looking at money, age, upside. Yes, I would love a De'Aaron Fox. Don't get me wrong, I would. The problem with getting De'Aaron Fox is I don't think nobody on the Knicks to keep up with him. He he'd be down court by himself because he moves in a different gear, and the Knicks don't have those legs to be running with him. You can say what you want about quickly and all of them young guys. But, you know, your players, your supposedly star players, your starting five, they couldn't keep up with him, guys. I'm sorry. I like De'Aaron Fox. And guess what? If you couldn't get De'Aaron Fox, how about we rewind this clock and try to steal Halliburton back? I'm just saying. <laughs> we had an opportunity to get him once. How about we rewind this clock and, and make a wrong I... or right? This... Hey, Don, let's go to Brutus, but let me say this real quick on that Sacramento situation because things have changed since last week. I don't see Sacramento dealing Halliburton because De'Aaron Fox, since we've been on last Wednesday, he's had a falling out with that with the front office management with the Kings. It looked like he may be on his way out. So if he's on his way out, Halliburton's not going anywhere. I don't see that. that that's been what's been the riff. Over the last, even just say over the weekend, the Aaron Fox and the Kings are not getting along, man. Brutus, man, what's your thoughts, man, as far as the guard situation? Or just what, what the hell are we going to do, man? We got another move in us. And then what about all the issues, you know, ups and downs, ups and downs, back-to-back home losses. The Knicks were playing okay at home, but then two thuds. And to, and, and to teams that we know we need to beat, especially – the Hornets, because they're a conference team. And what's really hurting us right now is our conference record. Um, also, the head-to-head stuff. You know, all of this comes into play when it comes down to the fact, will our next team make it into the playoffs? But uh, going into that uh, the Fox thing, um, I don't know if you heard the last report is that um, – you know, the Kings are committed, uh, saying that they're committed to building around Fox and Halliburton now. So uh, it changes as, as the world's turn, as uh, days of our lives. Every So many different messages getting put out there. This is the season for it to happen. So we really don't know what is uh, doing. Um, as far as uh, the Brunson front, um, like him, but – People just think that Dallas is just going to let him walk or give him away. That's not going to happen. He's a starting guard for them right now on a team that's winning in a number five spot in the West. 
you know, which is pretty favorable position for them to, to be in. And they could push towards four maybe because uh, the Jazz are reeling right now. So maybe the Jazz is what we need to look at. Let them reel and see if maybe that's something that we could uh, eventually pry and get in there with the uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes if if that comes comes ahead. Um, we definitely would love Donovan Mitchell here. That's not even a question. Um, but, yeah, they're saying that Fox is right now um, uh, that they're committed to building around him. Um, so what are we going to do? What 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 could the Knicks do as we stand right now? Like we said, Kemba Walker, like you said, Kemba, if only for one night, Walker. You got to print his name like that because that, <laughs> that was funny as hell. Um, but that's what he is right now, and that's not going to get it. I'm very surprised would want to keep a guy uh, playing in that kind of position. You know how he is a stickler of wanting guys there, practicing the whole nine, and it seems like Kemba is a going to be a game-time decision type guy every game now. And even though he played well, and our record with him has not been bad, I don't know if Tibbs could stomach that in and out, in and out, is he in, is he out, you know, type of thing. So I'm, I'm pretty certain that uh, something has to be worked out with that. When is Derrick Rose going to return? From the reports I hear, he's due back by February 25th, but uh, he is a little ahead of schedule, but I don't know if they're going to push him uh, to get back any sooner. So we got to see how that works out. As of right now, we're starting Alec Burks. To me, is the worst possible thing that we could possibly do. Tibbs loves the guy. I see so many people are trying to put in trade scenarios where um, they're putting in Burks. And I'm pretty certain that uh, Tom Thibodeau does not want to uh, be rid of Alec Burks, uh, Todd Gibson, Derrick Rose are going nowhere. You know, those are his guys, his guys' guys. I, Burks became one somehow, somewhere. We know that Todd and, and, and Derrick are a super solid, but Somehow, someway, Burks has become one of those guys. I don't believe that in him in the starting lineup, uh, even though last night he did come off the bench, he did absolutely. He played good defense. I can't say that he was just, you know, totally, but, you know, he didn't take a bunch of shots, so it's not like he he was killing us in that regard. But um, I think he, he had the uh, the – you know, like he thought he would have the green light for that shot because he had just made one that was waved off, that one that you was talking about there, Steve, where uh, Julius uh, got fouled, which was the right call. That's true. The refs really hurt us. Um, the refs are allowing teams to be a little bit more handsy with us than we could be with the other team. I'm clearly seeing this. I don't know what anybody else has to say about it, but it's clearly something that I'm noticing. Uh, RJ was definitely fouled on that when he uh, was going for that steal. Uh, D'Angelo Russell clearly pushed up into him. Um, Now, nobody at the time was thinking that um, Cat had actually offensively fouled uh, Julius Randle on his AM1, but... That was a big call, too. I mean, Tibbs could have challenged that, but nobody was thinking that it was a non-call. But the NBA, in their two-minute report, says that it was should have been called as an offensive foul. And then there was another foul against 
uh, um, when somebody uh, stole the ball from um, Fournier, I believe. That should have been called a foul. So those were very critical points, and it seems like those kind of situations usually uh, come to us. Also, Taj fouling out, very questionable. It seems very clearly that the guy threw himself into Taj more than Taj trying to lock him up. The guy locked himself up into Taj and then like kind of wailed or what have you and got himself a call which got Taj out of the game on that fifth foul. So that is something else that we have to keep a real uh, close eye on. The officiating for most of the season, I believe, was, you know, pretty, pretty uh, equal or solid when it comes towards the Knicks. But here recently, in these last two home games, the calls have clearly gone against us, especially in pivotal times. So what are we going to do about that? God only knows. Um, Alvin uh, 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 Silva was in the arena on the Hornets game, and uh, – I mean, if he was watching it, really watching it, he has to see this debacle that these refs was out there calling because that was a toughly called game, clearly one-sided, you know, a little bit more one-sided than the other. And it's just like it's it's just times when these refs pull this stuff out. I, I don't know. I don't think we was in here talking about the refs, but that that is, is something that I'm starting to really catch on to now, that it just seems like they they're pulling this stuff out the most critical times against us here when it comes to, like, when we're close to, you know, coming into a game or finishing the game or what have you. Like, if they would have never called those calls, we would have probably still been ahead. We would not have lost our lead. You know, so, you know, and it's in their two-minute report, so it's not nothing that I'm just bitching about. It's, it's, it's what they say it happened. All right. <clears throat> Uh, shout out to Brutus, man. Thank you very much, man. Be true to life on Twitter. And Av, what's up, Av? Uh, far away, man, because we got about 15 to 20 more minutes on the Knicks, man. So, you know, the Hornet loss, the, Timberwol- the Timberwolves lost, but the Hawks win. But, I mean, I know you can't be happy right now. I, I, knowing you for all these years, man, I know what you're probably going to say, but go ahead and fire away, man. I know. And, and give us your thoughts on that, that Reddish trade as well, man. And then we're going to go back to Dom on this. Well, good evening, gentlemen. For, 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 forgive the tardiness. However, um, it, it is, it, 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 you know, I will start off with the Cam Reddish trade. Um, that was an easy trade. I, I, I think the Knicks ended up winning like bandits in, 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 in that trade, getting a, a, a guy of, of Reddish's caliber who can actually, you know, ascend into, you know, being at least a star in this league. Um, and all we gave up was Kevin Knox and a pick that wasn't even ours, and it's not going to be worth anything. So that's that was that. that I mean, that's a steal. And we ended up getting Solomon Hill, which we ended up waving um, early today for so we can sign. Uh, I, can't, I can't even pronounce his name to a ten-day contract, but that's cool. Um, the Hawk win, very satisfying. Um, anytime you get to beat up on the Hawks, considering you know the you know the playoffs last year. Is 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 a you know is a, is a good field. They're starting to be like right now. They're like our closest rival at the moment. You know, unfortunately, we don't have the old rivalries that we used to have. But you know, that's a rivalry now. Um, <clears throat> then coming home and you know losing two straight back to back to Minnesota and, and and to Charlotte. Now Charlotte, 
Charlotte outplayed us. They just flat out did. They, you know, they, you know, the Knicks didn't respond in that third quarter, and they pretty much didn't respond the entire game. They were, you know, they were flat. They, they, they you know, they, they really weren't, um, you know, penetrating. Um, but what Brutus just said is actually very factual. I actually see the same exact thing that I'm seeing. I'm seeing teams getting a little bit more physical with the Knicks and the Knicks not being able to get, you know, to, to retaliate. Maybe because also the Knicks are a little bit more blatant in their, in, 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 in their aggressiveness, you know, but there have been times where I, you know, when you get a clear cut steal and they're calling a foul or, 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 or vice versa, it's like, it, it, it's, it's kind of weird, but the Minnesota game, <clears throat> that game we should have won. It should have been that should have been actually we should have beaten them by 15. Uh, that's the way I feel about it. The, you know the fact that we came back, you know, we came back in that third, and you know the way things were going. I I, I mean I don't understand some of um, Thibodeau's um, substitutions, how he can keep some of the starters on too long, um, and I kind of understand that with Rose being out, you know the, the bench is a little bit depleted, but. You know, but I, I, I'm not liking some of these rotations. I'm liking the fact that you're seeing Rhymes. I'm liking the fact that you're seeing Gibson. You're seeing, you know, you're seeing, you know, Burks in and out. <clears throat> but until uh, 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 until they figure out that point guard situation, I stand by, you know, what I said a couple of weeks ago. I think that the Knicks still have one more move to make, and it's going to be a big one. Um, it's and it, hopefully it will solve the point guard problem. However, I don't see that completely because, you know. You have to look around the league to see, you know, who's really going to be available and is Philly ever going to come down? Because right now, I think that I feel like that's like the dom, the first domino to fall in order for all the rest of them to fall with it. Once Philly, you know, is able to move Simmons, then you will see other things happening. You know, you're hearing Harden is 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 not 100 percent happy in Brooklyn. <clears throat> you're hearing, you know, Towns, you know, being not being 100 percent. Um, um, happy in Minnesota. You, you, you know, you understand. You already know about the Lillard thing, but with his injury, who knows? Um, and you already know what's going on with the Lakers. You know, they're about ready to fire Vogel, but you're more than likely they're going to be wanted to make moves, you know, to improve their roster. <clears throat> so when you're seeing all these teams, you see Phoenix and Golden State. You know, they're pretty much the clear-cut running away, you know, team, you know, in the West, in the East. I don't know. Maybe Milwaukee, maybe Chicago, but but I think the, both those teams, you know, won't get past that. You know, Phoenix or Golden State, no matter how how many times you play them, I just don't see that happening. So the Knicks really need, you know, really they need to capitalize in the situation, and and if they can get involved in that Ben Simmons trade or even in those in those trade talks, I mean it would only benefit them for the long term. I mean, even if, if, if you take Simmons and say that he is hurt, I don't think he is, but let's say he is hurt and you got him on your roster for the rest of the season. Let's say he doesn't play a lick through the season. You at least have him for next season. You can at least then let Walker walk easily and you still have your, your, your point guard. I think the Knicks really need to do something. I know that Mitchell – is someone that the Knicks very you know covet very highly, but Utah is not you know I don't think they're willing to to, to let him go without a fight. And then of course you you know with Reddish and, and and RJ now being in New York, obviously that that kicks into Zion talks, but that's for another year or two. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? So I really feel like the, you know that there's still a trade to be out there. I feel it's going to be a big one they actually end up doing 
it's it, it, you know it, it's a crapshoot at this point. I'm pretty sure that you, you know Dom and Brutus and you know and, and over the last couple of weeks have run these things over and you know have molded over and talked it over and you know and, and at this point they you know the Knicks have to you know decide whether you know are they really going to go for the playoffs this year or are they just going to just sit on their you know sit on their hands and do nothing. Um, and that's why I strongly feel with Thibodeau being the way he is with Rose being, you know, kind of like, you know, his seat is warming up and starting to you know, feel that little bit of that heat. They need to make something. They, something has to be done. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people on Nick's Twitter that, you, you know, they're throwing out all kinds of different um, trade scenarios, including Fournier and Burks and, you know, and Walker. And, you know, a couple of times I even saw Julius Randle in a, in a couple of those. And I'm like, folks, let the GM do the GM job. Some of them are very interesting when you, know, when you have an opinion. But let the GM do the GM job. And this is where I feel like it's time to we just stop speculating and just look up. Just look up at that general manager. Look at the, at the president of basketball operations and look at them and say, what are you going to do? Because you have to build on that momentum from last year, no matter, no matter how you slice it. Yeah, we got ran out of the gym against Charlotte, and, and Minnesota stole one from us. Two very young teams. That's another thing that I think Thibodeau needs to kind of like work on. He needs to speed up that tempo because you know, when the Knicks become so damn methodical in playing that half-court offense, it's very easy for, you know, to defend them, especially when all you know that they're going to be, if you, be chucking his threes. When when they played Atlanta, they didn't do a lot of that. They were running. They were you know they were penetrating. You know they were creating. They were doing a lot of the necessary things to win a game. And against Charlotte, you saw none of that. Against Minnesota, you saw glimpses of that. You know you saw you saw moments where Randall and and, and, and Gibson you, you know were running. You saw you saw moments where Barrett you know was attempted to penetrate and getting hammered on top on top of it, but and no calls. Again, that two-minute report, you know, thank, thank you to Brutus for yeah. bringing that up because I saw the same yeah. exact things. You, you know, you know, if you're going to resort to, you know, bullying a team, you know, to only, you know, play on the perimeter, then you have to kind of adjust to that. And, you know, the rest are going to do their job one way or the other, whether we would like it or not. But Thibodeau needs to make that those adjustments. He has to get get these players to – you know, to think on their feet and, and not just settle for the, you know, for the impossible three when, with five seconds down on the shot clock. They need to start doing, creating something different, create different looks, operate under different dynamics, do something, you know, innovative. If, again, if this season's a wash, which I don't know if it is or not, because it all depends on, you know, how the trade deadline goes, then have some fun. Be innovative. If, if, you are, if you're actually still competing, Still, have some fun. Freaking start creating something. I mean, you can't continue to be be playing 500 ball and think that you're going to be, you know, be there at the end of the, of the season, you know, playing for a play-in. Now, come on now. You know, a lot of teams are getting a little bit better. I, I mean, if you look around the league, there are teams that are starting to ascend and, and, you know, and get out of that, you know, that first half hump. Now that we're in 2022, you're starting to see some teams, you know, who – you, you know who are ascending into the top tier of the Eastern Conference, and the Knicks are still staying in the, in the, in the same 500 doldrum. I don't like it. It's pissing me off. 
I'm trying to calm down now because I am getting a little older. But for, for, for the love of God, Leon Rose, do something. Bring, show me something. Show me that you're alive. Show me that you have a fucking pulse. All right. All right, cool, man. Thanks for the vent, man, on that. Um, uh, I'm going to bypass my turn. I'm going to go to you. Just give me, like, a couple more minutes on anything else you want to read, uh, say on the Knicks. Give us, like, two minutes two minutes each on the Knicks, and we're going to jump to the rest of the league. Go ahead, Dom. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? I, I just had an issue with the turnovers last night. It was sloppy basketball. Um, the bench was bad, but I think we're all saying the same thing as far as no stipulate. No stib- Stability because no rose and it kind of got exposed last night and it, it looks like Minnesota just played harder. Uh, go ahead, Don. Give us a couple more minutes and we're going to pass it off to Brutus and then back to Av before we get to the rest of the league. That that's the key that they just simply outplayed us. And to to Av's point, when you say operate differently, with who? You know, we we're seeing this especially in the last two games. We're looking at our guys' potential versus other teams' talent. And it ain't working. Ben Simmons, he, he's a question mark, guys. Let's be honest. I mean, we need shooting. He don't give us that. And when you talk about Mitchell Robinson, you knew this was going to be a no-go. Towns versus Mitch. He just don't play good against guys that can move around. If they're outside, he don't go outside. If he does go outside, they blow by him, just like Miles Turner did. That last shot, guys, from Burke, we really got to pump our brakes. Because that whole play was chaotic. The whole play, it ended up in his hand. The play wasn't designed for him to shoot that three. Everybody was running around with chickens with no head. Ball looked like a hot potato. Just ended up in Burke's hand. Here's the key, though, guys. The Knicks are one game under 500, But they're two games under 500 at home. That's a world of difference, guys. I know it don't sound like much. But you're one game under and two games under at home. You should not be nowhere near two games under 500 in your building. And we lost games in our building to teams we should have waxed. Let's just keep it real. That being said, Zion Williamson, let that go. Let that go. A number came out the other day. This kid has played 72 games in three years. Let that go. (laughs) He's high risk, low reward. I'm sorry, nothing against that young man, but I don't think I would take that risk. Not me. I don't know what Leon Rose would do, but I wouldn't do that. No. No. Not now. Let him okay. lose some weight, turn from the Michelin man to a regular man. I don't know. But right now, no. Not at all. All right. Let's go to Brutus, man. Give us, like, a couple more minutes on the Knicks. He's like, anything else you want to sound off on? Uh, we'll go back to after a couple minutes, and we'll go around the league. Thing I, I, yeah, only thing I can talk about uh, with the Knicks moving forward is um, – Watch out for two names that nobody's really talking about. Um, one is Spencer Dimwitty. I hear that there's friction in in Washington, uh, that the fact that uh, Beal and Dimwitty is not getting along quite as well as, you know, most think that they should. Um, and so that could be a name of somebody that could actually move and that we could possibly be in play for. The other name, DeJonter Murray. He is the another one that will, you know, everybody's talking about um, that uh, uh, Pop might be making a, a move to retire. He might want to stack up some uh, assets moving forward to the future 
for whoever's going to take over next. Um, being that they're not going anywhere uh, in the next couple of years, and uh, Murray may be somebody who they might want, you know, just put out there. You know, they like him. I'm not saying that he's totally available. You might have to pay, overpay for him. But there's a, a price for pretty much everybody. I don't think they'll go too crazy. But if you give them a couple of assets and a couple of players that could, uh, you know, something that they could do something with, um, he could be playing. Um, but yeah, like uh, uh, they were saying that um, we need to do something about the point guard situation. When Derrick Rose returns, if we haven't done anything, and by then we can't do anything <laughs> because it would be past the uh, deadline. Um, I know that Ryan Arch, and that's the guy Archinario, right? Archinacchio, that's the mm-hmm. guy we just signed. I know he's not the answer, so. Uh, I, I guess they must not feel that great about Deuce McBride, who was down in the G League just through about 16 assists. Uh, he didn't shoot well, but, uh, you know, he I mean, he did uh, throw 16 assists. He ran the team. They won handily uh, down there. But, you know, we know that that's a different pace from the NBA. Uh, but giving our young guys a chance, you know, giving quickly a real shot at the point guard uh, or – or something like that to me is better than having Burks play there. It's just not really. It's not that Burks is a bad player. I just like him off the bench the same way that many of us like Derrick Rose off the bench. But at the end, if we if we come back and Derrick comes back and Cam starts to get himself uh, in, if we do want to run a little bit more, like somebody was saying, we need to up the pace on the team. The only thing we could do at that point, if no other deals is made, is that we would start Cam, uh, with uh, Julius, uh, Mitch, uh, with Derrick Rose and RJ. Derrick Rose pushes the pace to pretty much the best on the team. Cam could run like a deer. Um, you know, RJ tries to get out there and run some too. Um, you know, we'll have Mitch in there for the lob threats. You know, Randall is just right. Randall, but what can we do about that? <laughs> All right. Go on. That's it. Cool, man. Cool, man. Av, give us two minutes, and then we're going to jump into the rest of the league and get back to the Knicks for final thoughts and the rest of the league for final thoughts. You know what? I got nothing more to say on the Knicks. I, 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 I'm still looking at, at Madison Square Garden. I'm looking at those executive suites and looking at, you know, what – what Rose is going to do because um, there needs to be something done or, or, or basically you're telling me the season's a wash. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks because I think once Derrick Rose went down, I think that's when we knew the writing was on the wall as far as being competitive. This roster is not going to work when certain pieces are out for a long extended periods of time. And Derrick Rose, the reason why the Knicks, I think, took off last year or the better part of last year once he got uh, from the trade from Detroit was uh, his leadership and the stability at that position coming off the bench. We don't have that. And then it's a domino effect. No Kemba, you know, most nights no Kemba. And like what Brutus said, as far as giving quickly a shot, I'm surprised he didn't play a lot more minutes last night. Like he's a viable threat from three-point range. I don't know what Thibodeau is not doesn't trust quickly for some reason. I don't understand that part. We'll we'll, we'll probably get into that in the final thought. I think he's, but Dom, to be honest, huh? sorry, Steve, but, but to be honest, I think it's what it is is that he just it's not that he doesn't trust quickly. He just loves Burks that much more, like Brutus said. 
Yeah, but the thing is, not that it's nothing against Burks. It's just right. not working. No, 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 no. Translating not. to wins. You know what I'm saying? It's just win loss, win loss, loss loss, win loss, win loss. It's it's not a consistent string of piling on wins in this soft part of the schedule. It, like I, we all like Burks on this show. We like Burks, but we see that like, it, even Mr. Live has said it. Even Mr. Live said it. Burks is going to get burnt out, and Burks doesn't look like the effective piece coming off the bench when, it, when they're all strong when, when Rose is there because he's doing too – he trusts them too much to the point that it's hurting Burks' game. Burks does not look the same. It's, he just doesn't, you know. He's not scoring at will like he, he normally would. And, you know, he has so many assignments, defending guys and scoring. I mean, he's trying, he's trying his rear end out there. But, I mean, I saw a game where it quickly started. I think it was the Boston game, and he played pretty well. Uh, you know, gave you good production. He's – and you know you got to defend that guy at the three-point line, you know, because he, he's going to knock down some shots. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that as we wrap up. Uh, Don, I was going to talk about Minnesota. But, you know, you know, they're actually – I think they're going to make the playoffs, Don. I'm looking at the West. I think if they can stay together and not get COVID, man, and you saw how competitive, competitive they were, them and the Jazz. Like I'm looking at teams out west real quick because I know we talked about the Grizzlies last week. Anything else you'd like to talk about the rest of the league? Dog? I'll give you a few minutes and then go back to Brutus and then uh, I like Minnesota. As we speak, Minnesota's only one game out of the six seed. Okay. I will say this, guys. I said nobody's beaten. I'll tell you why. Because Milwaukee has played about 15 games without Drew Holiday. We all know. I've been saying this for a while. He's the best probably one-on-one defender in the NBA. He can lock up multiple positions, scores 18 a night, gets you seven assists, five rebounds, three steals. This, this guy is what you're looking for. He's just that good. And he changes the dynamics when they play other teams. Come on, guys. We saw the championship. Yeah, the Greek freak was the scorer, but Drew Holiday did everything else. He's just that good, guys. And when you look at where Milwaukee sits right now, considering Drew Holiday has missed 16 games, they're two games out of the one seed. And now he's back. And now their whole team is back. And I'll tell you what, guys. We laughed at that dude, Grayson. When he came out of college, he was a head case. He was this. He was that. Boy, does he fit in with Milwaukee. And guess what? I always say this, Steve. Shooters can shoot. He can shoot. And he goes to the basket now. So, I, I got Milwaukee. I, I, I don't want to go on a limb and say they're going to win back-to-back. But I'll tell you what. They're a hard team to beat. They are a very hard team to beat. They play together. They got a go-to guy. They got a glue guy in Holiday. They got a shooter in Middleton. They got some good pieces coming off the bench. They're going to be tough. This is the weird thing, guys, with the with the league this year. Whether it's topsy-turvy or everybody in the East isn't playing that well, so that's why everybody's still in the hunt. But the East seems to be more competitive than the West. After you look at the the bottom tier, the Lakers, Minnesota, and the Clippers are holding on without their two best players. But when the you, Lakers yes. play no defense, the Lakers play no oh. defense. They're oh. they're going to be they're oh. going to be done, dude. They 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 have no Steve. defense in them. 
they they gave up 348 points in three games. And 135 of them were to Sacramento. Get out of here. I said this at the beginning of the year, too, since we're talking about the NBA. The Lakers put together the best 2008 team in the history of the NBA. It just so happens to be 2022. So it, that, that was an accident waiting to happen. I don't want to hear this shit. Excuse me. I don't want to hear this nonsense about when Anthony Davis comes back. It's a badly constructed roster. And, again, talk about the Knicks. And now the Lakers coach is on the hot seat. Who put that team together? It wasn't the coach. It was the GM. It was, it was the glory guy that won a chip in the bubble, Palenka. Remember? Oh, he was the new glory kid on the block. Look at this roster he put together, guys. Nah, one more question for they you. They don't guys. stand a chance. Yes, sir. One, more, one more question for you before we go to Brutus. What are your thoughts on the Jazz? Uh, I said it last week, Steve. They're, they're a hell of a regular season team. When they do something in the playoffs, they don't have my vote. I don't think they're better than Denver. Denver's only one game ahead of Minnesota. Only but surely. Remember when Utah was lighting up the league? All right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the difference, guys. Before I go, see, that's the biggest difference between the East and the West. When you look at the West, the, the sixth seed is 11 and a half games out of the first seed. The East, the sixth seed is only two and a half games out of the first seed. And that goes all the way down to your 11 and 12 seed. Well, at least the 11 seed in the East. Nobody's that close in the West. There ain't nobody in contention that's 11 and a half games out. Not even the Lakers. They're 12 and a half games out of first. They're a game out of the playing. It's tougher than it used to be, guys. Whether it's they're not playing that well, so it's sort of leveling itself out. But look at the standings, guys. There's a big – you only got Phoenix and Golden State. Let's keep it real. Memphis is the third seed, but they're Memphis until they prove themselves. They're Memphis. But other than that, nobody's close. Nobody. Utah, again, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because I mentioned it last week. Until they show me something in the playoffs, they'll be the Utah Jazz, man. That's it for them. Cool. Brutus, what's your thoughts on the rest of the league? Give us like two to three minutes. Um, what's your thoughts? And as a matter of fact, my question for you, on top of what you're going to say, how far is the Nets? How far are the Nets are going to fall with their injury situation? And of course, the Kyrie half, you know, half his games is going to be on a, a road game. So, where do you think they're going to end up when it's all said and done? And then anything on the rest of the league, we we'll go to Av. Anything around for final thoughts? The Nets, um, they won tonight. They were on the road in Washington. They beat Washington by a point. Um, mm. Kyrie Irving went off at 30, it looks like. Um, that's where I'm seeing <laughs> here. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie had 30 points. So, um, yeah, man, um, Harden only 18 points. Um, I, I, I don't know what the, how far the Nets are going to go. Their roster is pretty shaky as well when they don't have that dude. That 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 seven foot slim reaper monster that got seven five seven six wingspan that could shoot the ball from anywhere and hit 
without that dude, anything could happen to them. Um, once that dude comes back, uh, they, you know, they're going to be, you know, formidable. You know, I'm, I'm not going to give them anything because I don't like the formula. I don't like that formula of, uh, of Kyrie playing only half of the games or what have you. Um, but, uh, hey, it is what it is. They're going to use them on the road, and it seems they really need them more at home because at home, they, they're, they're very vulnerable at home, it seems. They don't play as well at home as it seems as they're doing on the road. On the road, they, they have been, uh, you know, pretty legit. I would figure that once they had uh, some of the injuries they had and the fact that uh, Kyrie wasn't playing, that they would have dropped some more games, but – um, I don't know. They seem to just be pulling these games out. They're catching teams at the right time, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I do believe they're like, I'm going to think of them in the sphere of the same as the uh, Dallas Cowboys. If something can go wrong, it will go wrong, and they will not be the champions of the NBA. So that's that's just the way that I'm going to hold out mm-hmm. hope, that, uh, that they're going to find a way to mess it up no matter what is going on that i mean you know because i just don't uh really appreciate a lot of the things that uh brooklyn has tried to you know the, the shade that they throw our way you know what i'm saying uh mm-hmm. but at this at the same token uh as far as the rest of the league the jazz are slipping uh I mean, Rudy is back now, so they remember their slip really came when Rudy was out. Rudy is back, so um, let's see how that really helps them make a, 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 a stretch forward. He doesn't score a lot, but, man, his presence down there really helps that team. But like uh, uh, Dom was saying, let's see what they do in the playoffs. I think that that is a team that is clearly in need of making some changes. Um even if it's just to do something different, you know, to give them a shot in the arm. They are just so bland right now because they're pretty much the same squad year to year. So, um, but the the league is, is really, uh, you know, like I said, very heavy in the East. The East is really, you know, it's, it's showing a whole, it's showing a lot, you know, for so many years they were always shitted around on the East, you know, that saying that the East is no good, but like, um, the East right now, you could go down to like eleven teams that are really still in it, six and a half games out of the top seed. That that's that's crazy. In the West, totally different thing. Just like Don was saying, you know, you get down to about uh, let's see, what by the fifth seed, you're nine and a half games out. All right. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting year. All right. I've got two minutes before we go around because we're running out of time. Anything on the rest of the league? If you want to double down on the Knicks, feel free. Then after that, we're going to go back to Don for final thoughts. Well, well, I'm going to go around the league. You guys are talking about Utah. <clears throat> Utah's always yeah. been like my sleeper team um, because they, because they are you know they've been playing with the same team for like the last three or four years. You know, with little additions here and there every now and then. Um, I, I feel that like Utah is going to – they're going to – I'm going to pen them in as the third seed. I think they're going to overtake Memphis. I don't think Memphis is is for real. I think they're just getting, you know, the, the little shot in the arm right now and, you know, <laughs> they're they racking up some wins. But if you look at Utah, look at – just look at their record. They're 10-0 and 0 within their own division. And this is a division 
that holds also the Minnesota Timberwolves. That also holds. You, you know, you see what I'm saying? I think that you know, if if, if they stay up with the, on that division dominance, that's going to carry them over into that third seed. Um, I think that only Huge. Memphis is Memphis is only as good as as it's going to get. Um, the Lakers. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Every time I, mean, I, I, I I talk to my buddies back out west, and you know they're telling me about their their Laker woes, and it's just like, you know, I just reiterate what Dom just said. You know, they're the best 2018 in 2022 um, because you you know wouldn't it have been nice if you saw LeBron, Melo, Westbrook, and all those guys all on the same team in their prime? Um, not now. Uh, <clears throat> And then when you look at the rest of, and I mean, just look at the Eastern Conference, and, and just as you know, it's been already reiterated, reiterated um, the Knicks are only six and a half games out of the first place of, 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 of the top of the conference, which I don't think will ever catch them. But if they play their cards right, looking at you know, and start winning the games they're supposed to win, and being is showing up for those competitive games, you know, those marquee teams, you know, when you show up against the Bulls or a Heat or Brooklyn. Um, which I also feel they're going to fall. They're going to fall, and they're going to fall bad. Because, um, you know, they're just like a hamstring, an ankle, or a toe, uh, you know, a broken toenail away from, you know, from them falling from three all the way down to seven, maybe eight. Um, that's just how bad it is. Because, you know, eventually, you know, that, you know, having only Kyrie on the road, Minus two games because you know the Nick games also count as those. Um, it, it, it's not going to cut it. Either he's going to get vaccinated, or they're just going to have to figure out something else. Um, and then you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference. I mean, you know, Philly, real quick, uh, Philly real is quick. who they are. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, real quick, because we got to wrap up. Uh, anything else uh, about Philly? You said uh, Philly. Philly sucks, and they have to make that move. They have to make a move. I'm sorry. They're, if I'm a Sixer fan, I'm looking at them as like they have to kind of make a move, and they have to make a move now if they because just as we keep on saying, the Eastern Conference is anybody's ball game. If they really want to shoot up in those standings, and and eventually, you know, they're only two games out. They really want to, you know, make a you know make a hit in in this Eastern Conference and, and adjust their standings a little bit. They have to make that move. They have to move Simmons and, and, and get something good for him. Maybe freaking talk to Utah and you know, and they scoop Mitchell or something. I don't know. They just have to you know become more realistic. But you know, the East is fun. The West is uh, is, a, is is already a, a marathon to the end between two teams, and I'm enjoying it. All right. All right, Dom, let's wrap up, man. 30 seconds for everybody, man. Uh, Nick's rest of the league. Final thoughts from you, Dom, Brutus, and Av, and I'll uh, chime in as well, man. 30 seconds, everybody. Go ahead, Dom, final thoughts. Real quick, Memphis is 31-15, and four games out of first place and been playing without Brooks. The Knicks, one through 10 in the Eastern Conference. The Knicks are number 11. Everybody from one to 10 has a winning record at home except the Knicks, the elephant in the room, win the games at home, and you wouldn't be the 11th seed. And as always, Steve, I love you, man. I love this opportunity. Keep up the great work, buddy. And thank you for uh, being on the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum, man. And thank you very much, Don Donardo DP on Twitter. Brutus, be true to life. Your final thoughts. Give us 30 seconds, bro. And then, of course, Av. All right, man. 
it seems to me that uh, our squad is definitely going to have to have one of those very hot uh, stretches there um, when it comes moving down towards the end of the season like we did last year. Uh, I think we're pretty close to where we were last year at the same time. Maybe a game or two off one way or the other. Um, I mean, especially in the wins, going up in the wins. Maybe one or two games. Um, but we then started a, 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 a time when we took off. That is more because we started to get stable. The problem here is that our stability isn't in yet because Cam now has to be incorporated in, and then we also uh, got Derrick Rose coming back, and then, of course, whatever bevy of moves that are made before the 10th of uh, February. So it's going to be interesting to see if we could put together a squad that could make that run that could at least at this time at least get us towards the uh, play-in at a top level, top half of the play-in where you only have to win one game to get in, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Be true to life on Twitter. Be true to life. Shout-outs to Brutus, man. Add 30 seconds, and then I got 30 seconds, and we're out. I'm just, I'm just going to limit to a few words. Leon Rose, you are on the clock. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Shout out to Av. 15 seconds for the Knicks for me, and then the rest of the league. 15 seconds, man. RJ, stop turning the ball over. Be aggressive. Attack. Get back on that streak or whatever you were on, and so we can offensively get some balance in that starting lineup. And Randall, attack more. You've been doing a little bit better over the weeks. Uh, slow down on the chucking of the threes. You just don't have the shooting this season, man, and, and it's killing us with your three-point shooting. And as far as the rest of the league, uh, I haven't seen the game. I was keeping tabs of it. Uh, the Cavaliers, man, that's the that's the X factor in the East. Nobody saw them coming, and the Knicks uh, have got to fight through that X factor on top of the rest of the division. And we'll we address this next week, Nick Baca Avenue Fan Forum, and for Dominic Brutus, uh, Nick Baca Ave. Uh, myself, Steve, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Oh, man, come on, Nick. Let's get on a roll, man. Sonia Rasul, ladies and gentlemen. Win for my birthday, please, Nick's. Win for his birthday, goddammit, the 81 dudes. 81 birthdays, man. Be blue. <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.